Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And look at us, Trey. We're putting out an episode in back-to-back weeks. How about that? Let's give ourselves a little pat on the back, a little clap for ourselves, because we finally are getting back into the swing of things. Of course, as we enter the offseason. Yeah, when there might not be a season next year. So we get into the offseason, and that's when we start picking things back up. But we're happy to be here. We're excited to be talking. Well, you you have a legitimate excuse why we've been busy. You know, yeah, we you, do. You change jobs. No, you New do. job, I, different I schedule, different schedule, and and you're in the final stages of planning your wedding. So yeah, and you know that gets pretty busy as you're about to to realize you just bumped well, your you wedding are. date up by a couple of months. So you're going to realize well, how busy yeah. it gets. Yeah, it's 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 starting. We're we're in full gear. So uh, it, it's going to be a. Uh, pretty exciting times for both of us and as uh i'm i'm very excited for uh you and mariah your wedding in a couple weeks uh very excited to bring my date my my bride my future bride i guess courtney to it and uh, we're gonna hope to have a good time and uh i'll catch up with a lot of people i haven't seen since i left tech like because all your you know i hung out with your friends somewhat yeah. and so yeah you'll see them there they came sort of my friends if they want to acknowledge that <laughs> And uh, it'll be cool to catch up with some people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it should be a good time. We're really looking forward to it. And that's coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, a lot of baseball news going on as we have entered the offseason. There's still a lot of news going on because, as everyone knows, when Major League Baseball gets into the offseason, that means it is both awards time and hot stove time. So there's all kind of free agent rumors going on around the league. And there are all kinds of award nominations going on. The big awards. The finalists came out this past week. That's the MVP, the Cy Young Rookie of the Year and Manager of the Year, as well as the Gold Gloves. They were announced earlier this week as well. So a lot of news going on on that front. There is a little bit of free agent rumors here and there. Not too much that I've heard recently. I know that a lot of the qualifying offers were extended by the teams. So it was interesting to see which players were offered the qualifying offers. I don't expect many of them to actually accept them because that's only a one-year offer and there's a lot of guys that can get a bigger deal on the open market. So a lot of stuff to get into, but we're going to start with the awards trade. Did you pay attention to the gold gloves when those came out earlier this week? I loosely did. I know, uh, I feel like they did a pretty good job overall with the ones I saw at least. The one thing that stood out to me and I think stood out to a lot of people was that the St. Louis Cardinals had five gold glove winners. On their team, I think they're the first team to ever. Didn't they, and they have the manager the of the year nominee, but they fired him. <laughs> That's right, and the manager it's, of the year it's, nominee. Hey, no hey, I will say manager. this though. I will say this: if he does win, this is. Uh, and I know that sort of interrupt, and we'll get to manager of the year in the NL in a second. But you know, the Raptors fired Dwayne Casey the year he won coach of the year, and then the next year they won the NBA championship with Nick Nurse. So maybe, maybe start playing some futures bets on the Cardinals. You know, they never know. But, but Never it's know. not shocking to see a team like, you know, you you have a good shot of getting a gold club at first and third with the, how good of a player you have there, especially at their base with, with Nolan Arenado. So, and, you know, St. Louis is built on defense. That's, you know, they're, that's the, the makeup of this team. It's always have been and always will be. 
And so uh, it doesn't surprise me to have five gold gloves. The thing that upsets me a little bit as a Braves fan is the Braves had, you know, probably the best infield in Major League Baseball this year overall. Uh, Definitely offensively, they had the best infield in Major League Baseball. But you look at the NL Gold Glove winners, and at first and second base, Braves players were runners-up. Freddie Freeman and Ozzie Albies, they were the runners-up for the Gold Gloves. And I think one of them should have won because they're very good defensive players as well. Like, they are extremely talented offensively. They are the best offensive infield, but they're very good defensively as well. So I'm a little surprised that nobody there won a gold glove for the Braves. Adam Duvall did win a gold glove in right field for the National League. He played half the season with the Braves. He was traded, uh, acquired at the trade deadline. And then Max Fried also won the gold glove for National League pitcher. So I'm happy with those. I love Max Fried. He had a fantastic uh, postseason, a great regular season as well. He's really one of the one of the solid aces in the National League these days and a great defensive pitcher as well. So congratulations to Duvall and Max Fried for winning their Gold Glove Awards. And then you look at the, uh, the, the big baseball writers awards that the finalists came out this week. Uh, let's just start with manager of the year because we already mentioned that a little bit. Mike Schilt, who is no longer the manager of the Cardinals, he was a final or is a finalist, I should say, for manager of the year. And when you it's look at their season... I think he deserves it because they were in a really bad spot about halfway through the season. You know, you look at June, July, they were in a really bad spot. I don't think anybody considered them contenders and he got them to the wild card game. They, they lost that game, but he got them to the playoffs. So I think, yes, based on that, he does deserve it. I think that his firing had to do with some other things, some disagreements with, you know, the way the team was run disagreeing with the front office. So it wasn't exactly the on the field performance that got him fired because he got them to the playoffs. He, he had a good season. And so I think he is deserving of manager of the year. It's just always awkward when things like this happen. It yeah, happened I, last year with the White Sox. They fired Rick Renteria and then he was finalist for manager of the year. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me necessarily. It, it just is. It, it, it always will provide a little chuckle, I guess is the best way to put it. And it, it doesn't shock me that this is, this is what happened. And, you know, you kind of, if you read, you read about the stories coming from the Cardinals. It kind of, kind of makes sense. And with this team, that's kind of the trajectory of it. It's very much a older team compared to a younger team. So getting, you know, you can't really kind of like see if the issues will work out. You kind of have to fix it and and keep going. Like it, it's just, you know, if you had a younger team, it, it might be able to work out because you're still working through the kinks. The uh, other finalists in the National League are Gabe Kapler of the Giants and Craig Council of the Brewers. And then then on the American League side, you got Dusty Baker, Kevin Cash, and Scott Service. Great managers all around. Uh, I think it's tough to pick one in the American League, but I think in the National League... I don't. I don't because the top two were expected to win, like expected to win the division and and were dominant. This is... The Seattle Mariners are have the worst playoff streak in sports and they came down to the final day. I think hundred percent guaranteed if they made, if the Mariners made the playoffs, if they made that wild card, but I'll put it at like 95%. It goes to, goes to Scott Severus of the Mariners, but just because the X, like to me, when I look at manager of the year, I think a big part of it is expectation versus like performance and the gap between the expectation of the Mariners and their performance is just so much bigger than the other two that it's just, you kind of have to give it to them. 
I, yeah, I, I mean, I think I would give it to service if I was if I had a vote. But yes, the Rays have expectations every year, but also it's still really impressive what they're able to do given yeah their roster and, and the, the resources and their payroll and everything. So it's always impressive what they're able to do. So to take that team to the heights that he has, Kevin Cash deserves some consideration. And then Dusty Baker, he's just a, he's he is a great manager, and he won a division title with his fifth team. He's the first manager to win a division title with five different teams. So that's really impressive. But yeah, I would probably give, give it to service if I had a vote. Uh, on I, the National League side, I think it's Gabe a runaway. Kepler. Gabe Kapler. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, Gabe Kapler. I mean, the Giants were not expected to be anywhere close to the best record in the National League, and and they got it. So yeah, I, I completely agree. Moving on to the next one, uh, you want to do uh, Rookie of the Year? I think yeah, let's go there. The American let's go there. And, and, you know, it kind of leads to your, your Kevin Cash sort of thing. I think the AL Rookie of the Year is going to be quite interesting. You have, you know, Randy Rosarena, who, who's coming off of one of the great play, uh, postseason performances of all time. It's weird. Like, I, I guess, like, this is like a first rookie that's proven himself before his rookie season just because of how everything worked out. He, he has his – he's won. And then, obviously, the sensation that is Wander Franco, I, I, I think he was phenomenal. And then Luis Garcia, who was – you know, a really key pitcher for the for the Astros in the World Series run. I mean, he started games in the World Series. Like, he he was very a big key for them. You know, advancing. I really do think it's down to those two Rays because I think you know, look at Arozarena. But I I I personally, uh, I'm leaning Wander Franco in this just because he he was so hyped up coming in and he lived up to it. And I mean, if you want to compare him. 70 games, 288, 30 extra base hits, 30 RBIs, 39 RBIs. Arosa ran 274, 20 home runs, 69 RBIs, 20 stolen bases in 141 games. Like, it, you, you double Wander's games, and I think he's, you know, he's at nearly 80 RBIs. So I, I would argue yeah. that that's better. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that is uh, hurting Wander Franco is that Arosa ran played a lot more games than he did. 141, but yeah. You look at, you know, Franco's on base streak that he had that really long on base streak uh, during the season and everything else that he's done this year. I think he was, you know, he was a really fun player to watch and I think he lived up to the hype. So I'd probably give it to him as well. And then uh, moving to the national league, Dylan Carlson from the Cardinals. He, uh, he joined a, a great group of players in starting 145 day games. And he was the only one of the three uh, other players with Vlad jr. Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis 22 and yoga older, younger to qualify for the batting tile. He posted a 177 on base percentage, 31 doubles, four triples, and 18 home runs. Jonathan India batted 269. His splits were 269, 376, and 459. 34 doubles, 21 home runs, 12 steals in 150 games. And then Trevor Rogers, who had a 2.640 ERA for the Mariners. So pretty good batch from the – like these, these rookies were really good. I, I, I'm just going to go with who had the most success from a team point of view and, and go with – Carlson, who who basically contributed well to it, like, you know, was so hot down the stretch for the Cardinals and, and really got them over the hump into that wild card spot and, and was a, a key part of their their big winning streak late in the season. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah, they they all had great seasons. This one is just not that exciting of it's a not race as to me. Studded, I would say, yeah, no, it's, it's not, not as far studded to you. I mean, I mean, Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena. I mean, like what like that's uh, that yeah. you can argue that's two of the best 50 players in baseball like i think yeah. like if you i, I mean it, it's hard to say that you come sitting down and come think about it but i think they belong in that argument 
but I think I would probably go with Jonathan India in the National League. I just think he had a really good season, came up in a lot of big spots for the Reds, uh, you know, really proved himself as a rookie this year. I mean, it, this one is, I think, close because none of them really stand out that much to me. Yeah. But I would have to give India the edge and I would I would give my vote to him. Moving on to this. You want me to do Cy Young? I will do the Cy Young and you do the MVP. That's how we plan on the show, folks. Welcome to Inside Baseball. So uh, National League MVP. We'll get to the American League in a second. This is interesting. So I looked at the Vegas odds, and the favorite right now is actually Corbin Burns, who won the uh, MLB ERA crown with a 243 mark. And then you have Scherzer, and then you have Zach Wheeler. So um, huh. I'm going – I think – I. It's hard to not pick Max Scherzer. I think just yeah. how good he was. I mean, he he pitched for two teams, and he he so good down the stretch. Like maybe it's just recency, but like you look at how just dominant at that age Max Scherzer was down the stretch. I think you have to pick him for American League side young or National League side young. He yeah maybe yeah. He'll, be, I, maybe he'll be in the American League. Who knows? Who knows where he'll end up next year? But yeah, I agree. I think that. Just the, you know, it's really the stretch that he had when it, once he got traded to the Dodgers this year that solidified, you know, my choice for him as Cy Young because in his time with the Dodgers, he went seven and zero with a one ninety six ERA. I mean, he he had eighty nine strikeouts in just what sixty eight innings pitched, like a fantastic run with the Dodgers there. And he was, you know, he wasn't bad with the nationals, but just once he got traded to LA, he was he on another level. He, he was, he was the Max Scherzer that we expect to see. And so I think that that run there with the Dodgers at the end of the season, that's what want, makes me want to give him uh, my pick for Cy Young. So I'd go with him this year. Corbin Burns had a great year. Also. We're agreeing on and then uh, what was Zach Wheeler? I mean, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. He had a good year. I but, think it's a two really team race. It's a two team race Zach for the Wheeler. National League Cy Young. I think we're, we're about to talk about the AL Cy Young, and we talked about, I think it's a two, two-person race there as well, but it, I think it's between Corbin. Like, if Corbin Burns won it, I would not be shocked because he did lead the league in the ERA, and, and that that's that's a big deal, especially uh, for a Brewers team. But moving to the American League, we've got Lance Land, Robbie Ray, and then, of course, Garrett Cole. You know, Garrett Cole was third in ERA in 181 and one-third innings, 20. 243 strikeouts was just also third. Like people talk about his decline since the sticky stuff, but he still was a, you know, a dominant starting pitcher. He won a bunch of games for the Yankees. You have Lance Lynn, who was in a phenomenal uh, rotation, and he went 11 and six with 269 ERA. You know, it, it's pretty interesting to see. And then obviously Robbie Ray led the league in a, in a lot of pe- categories. Three of the Triple Crown. Uh, you know, obviously, so it, it, it was uh, pretty interesting to see. What what do you think? Who do you think is going to be? I, I, I really think that we talked about towards the end of the season, it's between Robbie Ray and, and Garrett Cole, and I, I still believe that. I think if either of those guys win, I don't think it's a disappointment. This could be kind of like 2019 where, you know, Cole was probably better than Justin Verlander throughout the season, but it's kind of like his turn kind of thing. So, like, I'm going to lean Garrett Cole. Granted, I'm also a Yankees fan, but I think Garrett Cole finally gets a Cy Young, which, because I think he just, like, this is guy has been so consistent over the last three seasons, and if he doesn't get a Cy Young, it's kind of baffling to me. Yeah, I I got to go with Robbie Ray here. I mean, Garrett Cole. And I, have, I, 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 like, that's not a bad pick. Like, I think it's between those two. Like, yeah. Lance Lynn was great, but like, I, I think he's the Zach Wheeler of this group. Like, he just had to be added in. Yeah. 
I mean, when you, when you lead the league in ERA and strikeouts, 284 ERA, 248 strikeouts, led the league in innings pitch. So he was a durable guy this year. 13 and seven, if you want to look at wins. I know, you know, I don't really give that much weight to pitcher wins anymore. But yeah, Robbie Ray. Me as well. I think it. it's just like, like wins should count if it's like kind of like, you know, the, the dominance point of it. Like if it's, you know, I look at it more like as a, a tiebreaker. Like if you're similar in stats, but this yeah. guy goes 18 yeah. and 0, like 18 and 0 or 17 and 2 or, or whatever. Like that means you're affecting winning baseball. Like I look at Jacob DeGrom and like he might not have the best record, but I, if you watch him pitch, you can't say he doesn't you can't, affect winning You can't baseball. deny that he's the. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. And then you dive into the stats, like, oh, so I the mean, just don't hit. But, like, if you have a pitcher that's 17, like, it's just, you know. So it, looking at these two guys, Cole and Ray, I mean, Cole's just, like, five strikeouts behind him. The ERA is a little higher. It's 323 compared to 284. So it's really close race. I just got to give it to Ray because he does lead those categories. You just, just want to be different than me. You just want to be different than me. I just don't want a Yankee to win a major award. That's it. Hey, man. <laughs> After all the love I gave him, I'm Bruce, kidding. I'm you kidding. Can, you can no, I mean, nice. Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole had a great year. He could definitely win it. And I could see, but it reminds like, you I like 2019. I, like Cole kind of statistically outperformed Justin Verlander, but then Justin Verlander won it. Does that yeah. make yeah. sense? Yeah. I honestly, I think I was thinking Cole should have won it that in I 2019. Yeah. And that's no dis- disrespect to Justin Verlander. Like, no, no, of so. course not. One more award to look at, Matt. You want to tell us the finalists for MVP? All right, MVP. This is going to be a fun one. I think there's going to be a lot of debate about this. A lot of well, 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 takes. well, well. In one side, <laughs> like let's let's be frank here. Let's let's get the easy one over with. All right, the American League. You got Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, and Marcus Simeon as the finalists for the award. I don't know. I think there could be a lot of debate no. here too, no, Trey. I think there could be a lot of Matt. debate, Matt. There's not a debate. Like. Congrats to two Blue Jays becoming two of the three finalists, but like Shohei Otani was the fa- is the face of baseball right now. Like because of the season, like he no one has had a season like him in like a hundred years. Like you have to give him the MVP. Like I mean, the guy was a top end starting pitcher and one of the best hitters in baseball. Like how that that's come on, Matt. You can't. Like I know this is for a podcast, but like. And you're trying to make debate, but there's no debate. Like this is it, it was over two months ago. Like Shohei Otani is winning the AL MVP, and it 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 would be a travesty. It, it would be the worst thing to ever happen to the sport if he doesn't win this MVP. I know I'm going very extreme there, but I mean, you get my I, point. Look, I I think he probably will. I just think you can make a very strong case for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He almost won the triple crown. Like I I get it. He had a phenomenal season, but you're talking to a guy. Who hit 46 home runs, 26 steals, 100 RBIs, bat 103 runs, 96 walks, and 965 on base, and then went nine and two with a 318 ERA and 156 strikeouts over 130 in one third inning in 23 starts. Yeah, yeah he was I mean, a yeah, one. No, I, if, he was I, a one whole win better in WAR than any other player in baseball. I would definitely give my vote to Otani. I'm just, I just want to. Yeah, maybe I am just trying to stir up some debate. It clearly works. You, you're clearly trying to make you going. you're trying to yeah. Way to way to get me going, Matthew. It worked, but uh, yeah. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had a great season. In any other season, he would be the MVP. But Shohei Otani, 
like you said, did things that no one has ever done in Major League Baseball. He took the game by storm. He was the face of baseball. He made headlines across the world. I mean, he, yeah, he, he's going to be the MVP just because no one has ever done anything like what he did this year. I mean, we've called him the, you know, the modern day Babe Ruth or the next Babe Ruth or whatever, but really he, he was he's like his better. own thing. He's, he's his own. Not, all right. Category. He's not a better player than Babe Ruth was like, but I meant like his pitch, like it, it's just, it's better because the game has changed so much. Like he's a better athlete than Babe Ruth. Yeah. So great season. You know, MVP is uh, fun. Yeah, the ML, NL MVP is going to be an interesting one. There is going to be some debate here. The finalists are... There's really four that are up for it, but only three finalists. So I guess Trey Turner doesn't get included. No, no, we don't include him. Uh, Obviously, he's not a finalist, Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, and Fernando Tatis Jr. It's going to be an interesting one. I find it interesting that none of these guys made the playoffs. Yeah, but they were so good. They were really like, good. They were all... I mean, you got Fernando Tatis Jr. who played really well this year. He had missed a couple of uh, games, games here and there with injury. And and that's the reason um, why it's a debate, because I think if Tatis played those games, I think the argu- it, it's kind of like the AL, where it's really not an argument because he was so good. But he because missed- he missed those games and kind of struggled coming back from those injuries, I, I think it was, you know, the reason why this is an open debate. Yeah, so he missed a couple of games here and there with injuries. He struggled defensively. He had, you know, a lot of errors at the beginning of the season. They ended up moving him to center field. I think that was more because of injury kind of thing, not because of his errors at shortstop. Then you got Juan Soto, who was just phenomenal phenomenal at the plate this year, but he played for the Nationals, and they're a terrible team. And then you have Bryce Harper, who was also a phenomenal hitter this year, played for the Phillies, who were fighting for a playoff spot late in the season, then the Braves swept him. And not I would argue, I would argue Bryce Harper literally did any everything he possibly could to get the Phillies to the playoffs. Yeah, he definitely did. He like, he did. was so, like, it was definitely the old old Bryce Harper, like, late Nationals Bryce Harper, where I was like, oh, this is why this kid is that dude. Like, to me, he looked like the best player in the National League this year. Just how, like... How good it's similar to Scherzer, like how good he was down that play, like that stretch. I'm leaning Bryce Harper. Like, if I picked, I think I'd pick Bryce Harper because I love, like, to me, his value to the Phillies down the stretch was so big and literally did everything he possibly could to get them to the postseason and just barely missed it because the, you know, manager errors, the roster wasn't that great from a pitching point of view. Their bullpen was awful. So I, I, I'm leaning Bryce Harper, but I think just because, again, it's similar to Otani, where I think Otani deserves it. It's kind of a narrative kind of thing. Fernando Tatis Jr. had the Ooh, narrative wow. for most of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think mm. I think he's going to get it. He's the I, exciting I, young player. He's on the, the team that's supposed to be really good and really exciting. If they made the playoffs. But when you look at the, who's the actual best player, I think it's Bryce Harper in this situation. I I that's I agree with you. I'm just telling you. So there's a difference between who I'd pick, who I'd vote for. I'd vote okay. for Bryce Harper and All who right. I think's going to get it. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say here. So I I would vote for Bryce Harper, which I agree. Yeah, with. It pains me to say I'm, it, but I would vote for Bryce Harper in this situation but, as well. Big butt. I think just because like it's like the Heisman Trophy, the you know all these major awards now are all narrative driven. Like you basically can figure out who the, who the winner is going to be halfway through the season. Most times, because it's all narrative driven. Like sometimes it's open, like, like this year, the Heisman debates open 
you know, MVP debate is open, but generally, like 90% of the time, the debate around the MVP award by the midpoint of the season is down to one or two people. And yeah, but it can, I mean, I don't, I don't think at the midpoint this season, we were thinking, but at the three, four for baseball, it's a three fourths point of the season. Like it was still Fernando Tatis. And yeah, I think he had the, you know, everyone thought he had it at the halfway point this season. And then Harper and Soto came out of the blue kind of and started playing really well. So I think how they ended up here. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think it's going to be Tatis. I personally would vote for Bryce Harper. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the way I would rank them, I would put Harper as the MVP, give Soto second place and Tatis third, because I think that when you actually look at the stats, I think Tatis was, you know, obviously had a great season. He's here. He's yeah. In the conversation. We're talking about this, but statistically out of these three, he had the worst season. So I, I, uh, agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I give Harper that, the MVP as much as I'm it just, pains me to say that we see everyone knows I am not a Bryce Harper fan, but I mean, he had a, a OPS over a thousand, 35 home runs, 84 RBIs. He batted 309. So, you know, that's been my biggest criticism of him over the years is that he can't hit for contact. He can't hit for average, but he batted 309 this year. I mean, you can't knock him for that anymore. You look at Tatis, he batted 282. Soto batted 313. So he's got him there. Soto had a very good season, but his OPS 999, just below 1000, whereas Harper's was over a thousand. So I got to give it to Harper this year. Um, one guy that got to mention, a lot of Braves fans are upset, didn't get nominated, wasn't a finalist for the MVP, Austin Riley, who he had a great season. He had a breakout year, star third base for the Braves, but he doesn't deserve to be a finalist for the MVP. Would you? I mean, yes, he had a fantastic year. He came up in a lot of clutch moments, but you look at the stats, he batted 303, 33 home runs, 898 OPS. I mean, that, that's, I, that's I lower than I all agree. these guys. Yeah. So he, he, he had was a great, great down the stretch. He had a great year. Yeah, he was great down was. the stretch he, and was a big year, key in the not, Braves winning the World Series. Not worthy not of being MVP a worthy. Yeah, I, I agree. This should be fun. I think there are some that are kind of locks, but I think this is a year where most I most um, awards are kind of still very much up in the air. Up in the air. So it, it's going to be quite interesting to see how it, it all shakes out. Yeah, I think week. it'll be fun. Um, now we have to wait till uh, oh, November 23rd. I don't know why I thought it was so much later. I feel like usually it's been later in the in maybe the just because of they announced these labor negotiations and stuff. I don't know. Get but, all this stuff out of the way before it all goes to hell. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, yeah. it, you know, in uh, baseball to writer news, Jeff Passon resigned for ESPN. So good for ESPN getting one of the best voices in baseball back. So good for them. Right. That's good. Any That's any good. other news and notes you got? Uh, well, just looking at MLB's website, and they have a you know the tab on the left side because it is hot stove season. It's time to start thinking about these free agent moves, anything that could happen over the offseason. And Trey Turner, or not Trey Turner, Trey Turner is going to be someone to watch. But Corey Seager, Corey Seager, the star shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers, he'll be a free agent this offseason. A lot of teams interested in him, including the Rangers and the Yankees. So. Those are two teams to watch, but apparently the Rangers are the likeliest team to sign Corey Seager over this offseason, which is interesting because I don't really know who'd want to go play for the Rangers right now, and I don't remember the last time a big free agent you. signed with the Rangers. They pay you, and he gets to play. They pay, they pay you. you. But who, when's the last time a big free agent me. signed with the Rangers other than, you know, you Darvish Prince coming Fielder? over from Japan? Prince Fielder? He was traded there. He, he signed that huge contract with, the, with Detroit, and then they traded him to 
Texas. A-Rod? I think you you A Rod probably, but that was like what 2000, 2001, something like that. Who knows? But all I know is Carlos Correa would look really good in pinstripes, and I would forgive him for everything he's done. <laughs> all right, if you say so. Two thousand one. That's when Alex Rodriguez signed with the Texas Rangers. So probably someone did. I just can't. You Darvish. You Darvish. When he Josh came Hamilton. Japan. Josh Hamilton was there, right? He yeah. was there. Then he signed his big deal with the Angels. I cannot remember a big free agent going to the Rangers. That'd be huge if Corey Seager did end up signing with them. We'll see. I think the Yankees have an in, uh, might are leaning towards him. I, also, yeah, I hey, expect the Aaron Yankees Boone announced big moves. Or, uh, Brian Cashman announced uh, Glaber Torres moving to uh, second permanently. So. uh that makes sense. I, I, I wonder how they're going to fit DJ in, DJ LeMahieu, maybe move him to They'll first, but they, they want to go after, you know, Rizzo, or they want to go after a first baseman. Maybe uh maybe the Braves mess up, they get Freddie Freeman. And no, no, no. Don't, no that no. will be, no. that'll be an epic episode of the podcast. That, you know right. what, Matt? That I'll buy all, you, I'll is, buy you a Freddie Freeman Yankees jersey when he signs. For I don't Yankees. want it. I don't want it. That is all the Braves need to do this offseason is re-sign Freddie Freeman. That's the only thing. In the words of Big Poppy, bang the man. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's all. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, please leave us a five-star review. We want to get our voices out more so it increases our our Q rating, if anyone knows the inside terms there, and, and spreads our message, you know, get the algorithm thinks leave it a review and we'll, we will read it on the podcast. We, we got to do that. We got to double check if anyone's done that. So we read that soon. You can connect with us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Matt Atkins news uh, as well. I got to remember his new Twitter and then I'm um, at Trey Lyle VT. So uh, make sure you connect with us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also as always at foul ball area. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the foul ball area podcast. Thanks for listening to the foul ball area podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcast and subscribe. So you get new episodes as soon as they come out.